my lovelies. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Listen Closely. I'm your host, Bobby, and here I talk all things true crime, paranormal, dark history, extraterrestrial, conspiracy, cryptozoology, and unexplained phenomenon right here in the Lone Star State. If you haven't already, make sure you're following me on all those social medias to get extra tidbits about the topics I discuss, including the little special featurettes like Missing Mondays. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at HTT Listen Closely. Also, make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite streaming provider to be updated when new episodes are released. And finally, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave me those five stars and a review. This week, we're going to be talking about the killer nurse from Tyler. Mr. William George Davis from Hallsville, Texas, worked at the Christus Trinity Mother Francis Lewis and Peaches Owen Hart Hospital in Tyler, Texas. His fellow co-workers would describe him as well-liked, affable, friendly, and in fact, he recently completed his Master's of Science in Nursing, so his MSN. His first five years as a nurse, he had no major disciplinary marks against him and again was described as a pretty decent guy. That was until 2017 and 2018. So to give a little bit more information about these years, I'm going to break down and then I'm going to go through how many were affected in total. But at first, several patients began to suffer massive stroke-like symptoms after cardiac surgery. Now again, this was a heart hospital So they did specialize in things dealing with the heart and surgeries accordingly. Uh, Most of these patients survived with permanent damage. However, four patients would end up dying. And the hospital would have to, of course, investigate this because this was an anomaly. Particularly because all patients were in stable health following their surgeries. And then something strange would happen. So let me break it down just a little bit more on that. So on August 4th, 2017, William Davis entered a patient's room whom he was not assigned to at all. The patient's condition deteriorated shortly after and passed away two days later. Davis failed to document the event and the autopsy showed an air embolism that contributed to the death. So what that means was there was an air bubble that went into the line and when that happens that causes severe health issues including death and to go further into this november 30th 2017 davis entered yet another room whom he was not assigned five minutes after he entered the conditions deteriorated and the patient entered a persistent vegetative state and again davis failed to document the events then on january 25th 2018 davis entered another patient's room And you guessed it, he was not assigned. Three minutes later, the patient's condition deteriorated and resulted in the patient being in a persistent vegetative state. And again, Davis failed to document his events of going into the room or what he was doing. Several days later, Davis told management he reset a beeping IV and flushed the arterial line a couple of times and pumped up the pressure bag. But again, he did not document this until after he was asked. And again, when all this, this uptick started to happen, the Texas Board of Nursing would have to investigate 
So on March 16, 2018, the board did issue a temporary suspension order on Davis due to his lack, or shall I say failure, to document the events that occurred and why exactly he was in these rooms. And the crazy outlandish thing is on March 23rd of 2018, William Davis created a GoFundMe page in which he states he was suspended for misunderstanding and needed legal help to defend his career and so he can keep his license. So he created this GoFundMe and if you don't know, GoFundMe, you can create, anybody can create the account. All you need basically is your email and some information and then you can write a description or like a brief little summary of why you're creating the page and then you're done. So this guy had the balls to create a GoFundMe page in which he said, oh, well, I was suspended under a simple misunderstanding. It, and you know, like, I just need help because this is obviously something against me and I need legal help. And people actually donated. And I didn't write down the exact number that was reportedly given until GoFundMe pulled that account. But I know it was quite a bit. So a lot of people didn't know the circumstances or anything, obviously, because it was being investigated at the time. So... They gave the money. They're like, yeah, we completely understand if you just lost your job. I mean, especially like with COVID and stuff, like we've learned that people struggle and, you know, not people that you would normally think. So when you see this guy who's seemingly upstanding, he seemed like, you know, he was well-liked, good guy. Yeah, I want to help you out. If you're my friend, like I'm going to help you out. Unfortunately, nobody knew what actually was happening. And again, this was all still being investigated. So the hospital actually reached out to the police in late January 2018 with concerns of a nurse intentionally causing harm. A special criminal investigation team was formed in February 2018. And it was from this team that we actually got a list of how many were truly injured from this guy. So now I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of all the names the dates they were injured, and if they did pass away, when they passed away. So the first one is just a John Doe. He was 61, and he was injured June 22nd, 2017. Number two is John Doe, who was 58, and he was injured July 14, 2017. Three, we have Christopher Greenaway, who was 47. He was injured August 4th and died four days later on August 8th, 2017. Next, we have another John Doe who was 54 and injured August 7th, 2017. Another John Doe who was 56 was injured October 26, 2017. Pamela Henderson, 63, was injured November 30th, 2017. And Joseph Kalina was 58 and he was injured January 25th, 2018. Now, all seven of these individuals underwent cardiovascular surgery and all of them were recovering in the CVICU. And for all seven, Davis was on duty and assigned to the CVICU on all the dates and times in which these individuals were harmed. Now, obviously, that's not enough to convict him, However, law enforcement actually acquired security video footage 
and on the footage, Davis is seen entering the room and then leaving, and all the patients were stable prior to Davis visiting each one, but then they would suffer a statistical anomaly, again with this air bubble, that would lead to death or permanent injury, which would be that persistent vegetative state. Not all of them, however, would end up in that vegetative state. In fact, some did recover, however, they are not the same person. So they are not in the vegetative state, but they are also unable to walk or talk or do other things. So it is not by any means okay. Like, they're not okay. I mean, they're alive, but they are not the same people that they were prior to Mr. Davis's interactions. And again, they would investigate and... They did determine that air was deliberately introduced into the arterial circulation using those lines. So with all this information that the police gathered, Davis was actually arrested April of 2018 and his trial began, I want to say either September or October of 2021. So that is a huge stretch of time, but they were like any court case. You have to gather evidence, have to gather your witnesses And then kind of smack dab in the middle of it, we had COVID, so that delayed it a few times. Or I imagine, I haven't really seen that, but I know COVID did delay a lot of things. Now, on October 19th, the jury would find the 37-year-old William Davis guilty. And during his sentencing hearing, a lot more evidence did come out. So, for example, he made a phone call to his now ex-wife basically explaining the reason why he did this. Now, most of the time, we always ask ourselves, well, why? Why would somebody do this? Especially, you know, nurses. We talked about this on the last nurse that was a killer. You know, why would they do such things? And his explanation was, well, money was tight, and I knew if I could make them sicker, I could get overtime, and that would, you know, give me more money. So it was completely greed-ridden, of his reason of why he did this, which is absolutely disgusting. And not only that, I mean, that on its own is just horrible. But then you look into what the police found. So the police actually found that a article was viewed titled List of Serial Killers by Number of Victims a Month Before Davis Was Arrested. There was also a Wikipedia search on serial killers and some articles about serial killers on news websites that was looked into. So while he may have stated to his now ex-wife it was all about money, I'm not entirely too sure on whether that was his only reason or maybe that was maybe his starting reason. Like it started to just be, hey, I needed money and then turned into something else. All I know is this guy is absolutely sick. I said it on the last one about the nurse who killed, and I'm going to say it on this one. You go to these hospitals, to these doctors, because you are ill, because something is wrong, and you expect them to help you out. You know, you don't expect to go in or even have your loved one go in and not coming out. Especially with this one, it kind of, it hits hard because heart issues are scary. Any kind of heart issue is scary to think about. So for a loved one to even go to a heart hospital and have to go through the surgery, I mean, the family's nerves were absolutely wrecked already. But then, you know, to hear, hey, they made it through surgery, everything went fine, and they're in the recovery portion of it, 
you know, you start to ease up like, okay, everything's going to be okay. To later learn that this sicko decided I'm going to end their life because I needed money or maybe he just needed the fame. I'm not too sure. But these families deserve so much more. And unfortunately, you know, they they did see justice. And that's one of the good things is they saw justice. Uh, Davis was given the death penalty. But it's just, it makes me feel so bad for these families that they've had to go through this. So all my love, prayer, and thoughts are with those families. Again, some of them were named while others were simply just John Doe. But all of my thoughts, prayers, and everything is with those families because they are hurting. I mean, yes, they saw justice, but all these families, whether they see justice or they're still awaiting justice, they still hurt. Like, that doesn't go away. They still hurt. If you lose a loved one, I mean, it hurts. And every day it hurts. Sometimes it gets better, but most of the time it'll continue to hurt and it'll just be randomly. But to lose your loved ones because of somebody else, that I cannot even imagine how bad that is. Like, you know, I have lost some family in my life, but it was through other causes. And to have them lost due to another person, that's just a whole nother level. So again, like my thoughts are with that entire families and friends and those that knew those people. We do, however, get to at least know the fact that justice was served. William Davis is currently in prison and sitting on death row. Obviously, there are many appeals and other attempts that can be made on his behalf. So we're not looking at a date per se, as of yet, um, Texas is a death penalty state, but that sentence won't actually be carried out for probably a good amount of time, unfortunately. And I won't get too political as far as do I, you know, agree or disagree with the death penalty or, you know, what exactly my feelings are on it. But for those that do agree with it and do think that it is just You'll still have to wait some time for the appeals and all those attempts to run its course before you actually see an execution date. But that'll do it for me today. This one, like the last one with the nurse, it just completely, it it freaks me out because you go to these places and expect to get better or to get treated and you either come out worse or you don't come out at all. Like hospitals already freak me out a little bit just because I don't, to me, I don't like the whiteness of it. Like, it just looks so bland, and I hate them. So I, myself, try to avoid them as much as possible. Like, they already freak me out. And then when you have people who are sick and twisted, like this guy, and I believe her name was Kimberly from the last nurse I talked about, like, it just, it's on a whole nother level. And then, obviously, I do these podcasts, if you think about, you know, the hauntings and stuff that I, like, that side of the stuff I do. It's still like I I just don't deal with hospitals well. So whether they're haunted or they're like a happening business right now, I just don't, I don't mess with them. So if y'all ever hear of me going to investigate a hospital or me going to a hospital for whatever reason, I'm not going to do good. Like I don't like it. I go when I have to, but I try to avoid the place. Again, it's just, it creeps me out the white and bland and then you know just things that happen in there my respect though to all those that actually do work at hospitals or do go to hospitals you know I have nothing wrong against any of them in fact most of those people are there to do good I have a cousin who's a nurse 
So I'm not going to label all nurses as bad. Obviously not. There are some very hardworking individuals who go to these places and do what they're supposed to do. They try their most and it is a hard job to go into. And that's one that, you know, I respect anybody who chooses the medical field as, you know, their field of work. Because that is hard and I definitely could not do it, let alone, you know, I don't like hospitals, but the fact that that's just a very hard, demanding job. So my respect to those people. But with any, you know, job or anything, there's always those ones who just make it worse and make it sound like they're all bad. They're not all bad. And I even know that. Me, who doesn't like hospitals, knows that not everyone's bad, not everything happens like this, but, you know, it's just those bad seeds in the bunch. It's still like, ugh, like I'm going to stop talking now before I freak myself out just thinking about all these things. But my respect to all those who are in the field and my condolences and prayers and thoughts and everything to those families who did lose someone due to this man. I know reading an article, they did say that they were looking to possibly him being tied to others because he did work at a hospital before the one that they, you know, caught him at. So looking into him still for other cases, but for now, those were the ones that stuck to him. We'll see how this plays out. And of course, if there are any updates or anything, I will be posting them on all my social medias. So make sure that you're following me on those. If you can only do one thing, always remember to listen closely.